Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. There is so much Megan to discuss uh, this week in relation to the Harry Megan Australia tour. Julie and I barely know where to begin, where we have a whole bunch to discuss. You guys have sent us so many great Instagram comments, tweets, voicemails. We have some really great on-the-ground reporting to get to later. This tour has been jam-packed. I think it was 76 events over 16 days. So there's so much to get to. Uh, So we're going to try to dig into some of our favorite highlights from the first week of the tour some of the controversies. Uh, doesn't it feel like it's been longer than a week? Since, like, like she only announced her pregnancy a week ago. It feels like we've known this forever now. And right, who can even remember Eugenie at this point? We could have recorded three episodes a week probably, just based off all this coverage. It's so true. Poor Eugenie. Uh, though Eugenie did, we should note, like an Instagram photo posted by one of you guys sent this to us on Instagram, uh, which is how we figured this out. You guys are the best. It was, I guess, a Megan fan account put up one of the photos from the first week of the Australia tour and just was like, you know, here's the photo. And Eugenie liked the Megan fan account photo. And of all the photos to like, it wasn't a super exciting one, I thought, right? It was one of these photos that kind of was showing you the earring, so it was like from behind her head. Julie, would you think that was an inadvertent like? Do you think it was one of those things where she accidentally... Because she doesn't follow the account, so it must have come up on her Discover feed. Right. I think it was a complete accident. Maybe she had been on her phone and reached something and... It picked up so much news. Maybe she didn't even realize she liked it. And when she did, it had already been reported on and it was too late. And it was too late to unlike the photo. It's just such a funny thing that of all the photos to like, she liked one that uh, was just showing off an earring she was wearing at the beginning of her tour. All right. First, let's discuss, though, I thought we should start at the beginning, the first appearance she made post-pregnancy, because this was one of the more Megan. I feel like if we're going to get really thematic about this, there were so many Megany moments. I feel like she's really letting her true Tig Megan shine on this tour. We'll get to the banana bread soon. But Julie, the first outfit she wore for the first Australian engagement at the governor's house was a white dress by an Australian designer, and it was literally called the Blessed Dress. And it was reminded me immediately of when she wore, we all remember, the husband's shirt to the last Invictus Games about a year ago, which was her first joint public appearance with Harry. And that got a ton of pickup when she wore the husband's shirt. And now she's wearing the Blessed Dress, I don't know. That has to be intentional, but is it too much? I mean, I feel like this tour has made me ask a few times, like, is it like just the right level of kind of cute or is it a little too far? Where do you come down on that one? I think it's just enough because obviously everything's working. I think you and I need to start using our own wardrobes as kind of our vision boards. (laughs) Yeah, a good call. It's kind of like she's foretelling, like she wore the husband dress before he was her husband, now she's wearing the blessed dress before she's going to have this baby. It's like she's kind of signaling 
the fortune to come. Right. You and I, we need to find some like lottery win trousers. As ever, I feel like we should be learning from Megan instead of in any way analyzing it. And then so many gifts. She was given on this first day a stuffed animal kangaroo, which Megan said was their first baby gift, and some tiny Uggs, which Harry held up. And then they also met two baby koalas. At this rate, they're going to need that, like a separate palace just for their gifts. They're getting so many gifts. Let's get to the banana bread, though. I feel like this is the main thing I was excited to talk to you about. So she's jet-lagged. She makes some comment to someone about how jet-lagged she is. She's pregnant. Maybe 12 weeks, maybe 15 weeks. We'll get to that later. She's in this other country. She's doing all these engagements. Megan somehow, in spite of all of this, manages to stay up late, I guess, to make some banana bread before the second kind of day's worth of appearances. And she presents it to the Woodley family on this farm that they visit where they've been suffering from a drought. Of course, Harry and Meghan bring the rain. It starts raining upon their arrival in this area. Meghan sets out her banana bread among the other snacks on hand. Her bread naturally had a special twist to it involving chocolate chips and a hint of ginger. An aide explained to the Daily Mail, she loves baking and just decided to take something along with her on the spur of the moment. And she also decided to bring along some tea, some royal blend tea that she just happened to have on hand. And then the Daily Mail did some amazing, like, intrepid reporting. They actually have, like, it sort of like, reminds me of what Julie and I were doing this at, like, some L.A. event. Like, they actually took a photo of the spread, and then they kind of checked in later to see how much of the banana bread had been eaten. And it was three-fourths finished by the time Megan had left. Julie, do you think it's offensive that it wasn't completely finished? Or do you think people felt weird about eating the Megan banana bread? Like, what would you and I have done at this party? I was trying to figure out. We would have, like, tackled people, elbowed them out of the way to get to that banana bread. I feel like people here were being polite and didn't want to take the last piece. You and I would have, like, shoved that into a pocket. (laughs) So wait, are we supposed to believe that she brought the banana bread on that, like, crazy 24-hour flight? Or... Did she make it in Australia? I think the idea is that she made it in the house she was staying at the night before because she couldn't sleep because of jet lag. So extra. But, like, even Martha Stewart, would Martha Stewart even attempt to make banana bread while pregnant, while jet lagged? Benita Woodley, the, a member of the five-generation farming family that she made the bread for, said... It was such a nice and thoughtful thing for her to do. We are really touched. And the palace would not release the recipe. That's, I guess that's the most suspicious detail of this whole story. I kind of was interested about that. Obviously, for any of these tours, there's a whole bunch of royal reporters who follow them around. And I guess people were tweeting at them trying to find out what the recipe was. And they asked the palace and they won't tell them. I was trying to decide if it's weird or not they didn't give it out. I do think it's strange. I could see Megan wanting to keep like state secrets, you know. People were posting, I guess, on the TIG once she had a bread recipe. It was not for the banana bread, though. But some people, it was called life-giving bread or something. Oh, my goodness. I mean, maybe she'll sell the recipe for charity at some point. Maybe that'll be in her next cookbook. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe she's saving it for more of like an occasion. I just can't. That is such a move such a move to not only be in australia pregnant but to then stay up i mean what do we think kate thinks about that 
it's just it's it's intense. It's almost over, that's where I thought like this is a lot, but you know it obviously has it, it won the PR game because it was sort of all people were talking about. It's a page from like the Devil's Play Playbook. Have you ever cooked something like in a foreign city? But that's the other thing. It's like she's in this new country, like jet lagged and pregnant. It's a lot. Right. She'd be staying in a hotel. Do they have ovens? Did she go down to the actual, like, restaurant's oven, just befriend everybody in the kitchen? It reminds me of, like, you know, first day of fourth grade when you wear, like, your nicest outfit and you maybe, like, bring in a little gift. Not, like, a gift for the tea. I don't know. It just reminds me very much of, like, first day of school or something. Right. Like, if I'm Kate Middleton, I'm giving up at this point because how are you ever going to beat that? All right, they were asked about baby names because one of these people sort of like, you know, one of the well-wishers. And Megan responded, we've been given a long list of names from everyone. We're going to sit down and have a look at them. And then the Daily Mail's Rebecca English said, Megan said that she hadn't thought of one as it was still quite early. Then more interestingly to me, someone asked her what her favorite TV show is. And she did not respond with Suits, the show that she once starred on. She said she didn't have much spare time, but when she did, she liked relaxing and watching TV shows. According to the Daily Mail, she faltered when asked specifically what her favorite was and said, there's heaps, I can't think of a specific one. Now, like the fact that she couldn't even throw suits, like even just to say, like, well, I'm always going to be partial to suits, you know? She could have just said something like that. Um, but to not even mention suits, I thought was like going out of her way almost. Right. Like how quickly she forgets. Also, it was how many months ago when she had the entire cast of suits to her wedding? At her wedding. And it wasn't even that long ago that like the episode, I think it was, wait, wasn't the last episode earlier this year that she was on? Right. I mean, I guess we could say baby brain, but do you, even baby brain, would you forget the one word title of the show you were on for multiple years. I don't know. Also, I need like an inquiry into her saying there's heaps, which to me is a very British. I've never heard of an American saying heaps. Um, And I wonder if that's the Daily Mail like translating it or if she actually said that word because if she did that's wild to me again josh with the close read that is the analysis i needed that's such a good call all right then also speaking on this topic of baby names someone shouted at harry uh it was caught by an instagram fan account uh this got a lot of press today uh she the fan says that she hopes the baby is a girl Harry immediately responded, so do I, as he continued to walk along the bike path. Julie, do we think it's nor? I thought it was surprising he even responded to that. I know, I think it's very sweet, but right, I feel like it's almost kind of a knock on wood, like bad luck thing to say. Well, and both you and I have had friends and family members who have had kids, and I feel like they're usually very reticent to to say what they're hoping for because... Right? Is that your experience too? Because I feel like you don't want to then be like sort of like disappointed. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Like to stake a claim either way is kind of interesting. The party line usually is like as long as the baby's healthy, it doesn't matter. So do you think, because people, people.com ran that as like, did he just reveal what it is because they think he wouldn't say that unless it was a girl? But is that too, is that reading into it too much? No. 
we need someone on the ground to ask that in the next visit or whatever, if they've tested, if they're going to find out the sex, et cetera. Because if she's three months pregnant, I believe you can check that early. Right. That's such a good call. I think it's a girl. It does feel like they would, I feel like the Royals must find out, right? Because I feel like there's so much planning that goes in that like, I don't think they can like even want it. I feel like Megan left her own devices, might not want to know the gender, but... Well, but I can also see her really wanting to craft up that nursery. <laughs> so she wants to have... Right, exactly. Get the Pinterest board out kind of thing. Fire up that Pinterest account. And I am still going with, I'm hoping it's Madison Markle Wales, <laughs> per your kind of guest last week. Staying with Madison. There's so much to get through, so we're just going to pace through. The anti-bad vibe circle was like a gift given right to me and Julie. Uh, Julie, do you want to like explain what this was? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's as close as we're going to ever get to her kind of referencing no bad energy again. Right. And it, it was a moment of just such on-brand Megan that I'm astonished that it actually happened. And I essentially followed the photos of this. I know that she and Harry showed up at some beach kicked off their shoes, which immediately got pressed because apparently when Kate Middleton visited the same beach, she kept her shoes on and it made for very mm. awkward sand walking. So Megan, like, it's like she had studied those photos of Kate and she knew how to outdo her. So she kicked off those shoes. They sat down with this guy who I guess... <laughs> is all about, like, teaching people anti-vibes. But it was like, yeah, I guess he was he was wearing these, like, bright fluorescents, and I guess the idea is that they help people with their mental health issues through surfing. Right, but did they describe or explain why he was wearing, like, day-glow face paint? No, I don't know. It must be part of his methods i have no idea he was a representative of the one wave surf community support group its members meet every friday morning josh you and i have to go and dress in bright fluorescent colors they share their struggles and head into the surf to try to heal themselves okay i cannot believe the queen signed off on this stop this is like the trippiest royal appearance there's ever been i think right this is like the burning man of royal appearances <laughs> it really is it really is like even mental health like addressing that was going off on a limb for the royal family but then just to welcome this like what's next like ayahuasca it's who's to even say <laughs> Okay, so the couple kicked off their shoes and holding hands joined an anti-bad vibe circle on the sand. They listened to members' stories of how the group has helped them. The Duke, talking animatedly, told them about the mental health charity Heads Together he founded with his brother and sister-in-law, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Which is the closest Kate will ever come to being on a, on a beach circle with this crew. Can you imagine Kate and William ever signing off on that? There were so many of these photos. I'm sure we all saw them. That was almost, to me, the most natural Megan look. Like, it almost felt to me like California Megan was, like, coming alive. Yes, that white flowy dress I think she was wearing. Yes, I just felt like it really seemed like her um, 
like she was in her element on this beach uh, in the anti-bad vibe circle. I mean, do you know what doesn't sound very anti-bad vibes? Like a whole team of reporters there and a camera crew like showing up to capture all of this. I just, do you think that this was Megan's idea, Megan's influence? It is interesting that all these things are very obviously designed for the PR-ness of them and I don't know. I, I wonder how much she was involved. I'm sure she wasn't quite involved. My read is that she was like approving every single thing. Did the queen have to approve what? of this though? Yeah, the queen is like looking at these photos on her Instagram account and like, let's just say she's sending a lot of screenshots, I feel, to her friends. Okay, Megan also, speaking of Megan's itinerary, so on Sunday, after the first week, the palace announced that she was going to have to be cutting back a little bit. And they said after a busy program, the Duke and Duchess have decided to cut back the Duchess's schedule slightly for the next couple of days ahead of the final week and a half of the tour. But Meghan is still, she's with him on Fraser, with Harry on Fraser Island today. And there's still a lot of photos of her, but she's like kind of it seems like what's happening is Harry's doing the appearances like that are the official engagement solo, but then like he did this walk with Megan on the dock earlier today. Um, and she did a costume change for costume. She did an outfit change for that. Also, Megan got a lot of attention for wearing a polka dot red dress, which is basically very, very similar to one Kate wore just last week to an unannounced sort of palace engagement. There's a lot of kind of like side-by-sides going up on the internet today. Megan must have known Kate wore this same pattern last week, or if she didn't know someone in her team, probably, presumably. Like, I don't know. It, it seems an interesting move to me. They absolutely knew. There is no way. They have people kind of cataloging, recording all of these outfits as though they're the most, I don't know, important political history note. There's no way she did not know, especially who does she have with her? Jessica Mulroney. Right, her stylist is like, you know, who's outfitting all of this stuff, presumably did. But I love that Megan, so not only did she do an almost identical dress, but her dress is more affordable. Oh, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Kind of like a point of that's one of the reasons why Kate is so endearing because she'll wear a top shop or Zara and rewear stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Josh, what do you think? Like, is she sending a message? Is she just being like very competitive? That's why I almost want to believe it's a coincidence, but it doesn't feel possible. Like, I just don't uh, see how you don't know that. I don't know. I don't really feel like Kate would do the reverse. Do you know what I mean? This is essentially Megan declaring war on Kate, I feel like. (laughs) Uh, I definitely want to hear what you guys think. Like, people, send us your thoughts on the kind of dress duality, we'll call it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
We have so many voicemails to get to. So Julie, let's get into those, right? Yes, we have one from Erin, and she actually has some great insights on this matter. Hi, Josh and Julie. This is Erin in Sacramento. Love the show. Um, This is my first time calling. I had to call in because of the Megan baby news. I had a baby myself a couple weeks ago, so I think I've got baby on the brain and like lots of time to kill while I'm sitting there just feeding and stuff. So I've been really doing the math because I was so surprised that this happened so early. I really dismissed all the pregnancy rumors thinking it was too soon. So I'm trying to calculate when this happened and when she's due. If they're saying spring, I'm thinking you usually wait until you're three months along at least to announce because your risk of miscarriage really drops significantly after that. So you're kind of in the safe zone. But if she's not showing yet, it's you know, she's at least, you know, but that probably happens between five and six months. So she could be three months and that would put us at like a late May due date, which is, I guess, technically spring. But my hunch is that she's further along than that. And probably they waited to announce until like right before she's really showing. And my guess is like five months, which which puts it like really she got pregnant their wedding night or right after um, which would be like a March due date is what I'm thinking. Um, I'm also wondering if wouldn't it be a fun scandal if she had the baby a little bit earlier and maybe they got pregnant before they were married. Um, so anyway, curious what you guys think. Can't wait to hear your take. I really want to know what they're going to name the baby. Seems like Megan's no way going to go for something traditional, but uh, probably not going to be able to get away with, like, naming it after, like, a fruit or a city or something, which seems like it might be up her alley. So, anyway, um, keep up the great work. Love listening to the show every week. No bad energy. Amazing voicemail. I love the naming it after a fruit or a city. That's so on point. Covered all the bases. I kind of believe what she's saying, right? Yes, and there was an amazing theory, which I'm going to kind of quickly summarize, but... One of you guys messaged us this kind of Instagram fan account, which I guess on one of the first appearances on the tour, she was wearing three stones on her finger. And one was Megan's birthstone, which is a green peridot. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. One was Harry's birthstone, blue sapphire. And then between those two rings was a diamond, which is the birthstone would be for April. So the anal- the analysis was that she knew- knows that the due date is in April. But it seems kind of crazy to me, but maybe Megany to buy the birthstone that matches up before the baby's even born? Like, but then it's kind of crazy. But I do, it could just be a diamond, but I do love that theory. I love that theory too. We are all about the theories. We are all about the scandal. I also love the insinuation in that call about like, what if the baby... Like, what if it comes, like, in January? (laughs) I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case, because that would be too scandalous, right, if she had been pregnant before the wedding? Not in, like, normal society, but for, like, royals. No, I agree. I agree. Um, We actually have another call about this the due date issue. Hi, Julie and Josh. This is Lauren calling from D.C. First off, love your show. Um, I wanted to call in about the mystery surrounding Meghan Markle's due date. I know there will be endless speculation about when exactly she's due up until the time she actually gives birth, but this exclusive from Us Weekly that lots of other media has picked up that she's 15 weeks along and due around May May 2nd has been driving me crazy. Here's an exclusive for In the Limelight. That's just flat out wrong. I personally am 17 weeks pregnant myself, 
and due March 23rd. So if Megan is just two weeks behind me at 15 weeks, that means she'd be due sometime during the first week of April, not the first week of May. Us Weekly needs to double-check their math. If she really is due around May 2nd, that means she'd be more about, like, 11 weeks along. Definitely not 15. Anyway, I just thought it might help to squash that erroneous theory that's been going around. I'm really looking forward to comparing maternity styles with Megan throughout my pregnancy. That was laced with sarcasm, in case that wasn't clear. I guess I'll have to go out and buy a pair of ripped maternity jeans. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Bye. Lauren! Well, first of all, congratulations, Lauren, on your pregnancy and being so closely aligned to Megan spiritually. I love that, though. That's so interesting that us completely got that wrong and no one really kind of called them out or figured that out. Because they definitely, definitely, I remember that write-up last week. It said she was 15 weeks pregnant and due right around Princess Charlotte's birthday, May 2nd. I mean, I couldn't even follow that math. That was like Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting style at the chalkboard equations. But I believe Lauren. I'm really into all these these theories. Thank you so much. I also do feel it is interesting that she isn't like, I guess they're just not going to tell us. Because they, they haven't really said the due date. I feel like they're going to leave it really mysterious. They're going to leave it really mysterious because I think it's going to be earlier and they don't want to... That to be like a thing. Right. Here's another fan with another take on Megan's pregnancy. Okay, I just need to talk about Eugenie and Megan. At first I thought Eugenie was maybe being a little bit dramatic or people were just making up stuff saying that she's jealous about her wedding being in caps. Like, no way that's possible. But as all these pictures are coming out of Megan, she honestly doesn't look that pregnant. And I'm like, why did she even need to wear the coat to Eugenie's wedding button like that? She knew everybody was talking about her being pregnant. And when she wore that coat with just the two top buttons unbuttoned, girl looked pregnant. She didn't have to do that. She definitely could have just worn the coat normal and no one would have said anything. But she started stuff. Like, I definitely think wearing the coat unbuttoned at the top, too, was starting stuff. And I just don't understand why she's doing that. She seems perfectly nice, and her family's insane, so you'd think she wouldn't want to draw too much negative attention to herself. I don't know. Just with all these pictures coming out of her in Australia where she doesn't have a massive baby bump that could be, it could easily be covered up by a coat. She didn't have to wear the coat like that. She did. So, you know what? I'm on Eugenie's side. And I definitely have been saying Eugenie, but Eugenie is a lot prettier, so I'm glad that it's pronounced that way. Anyways, love the podcast. Thanks for it. Appreciate y'all. See you later. Oh, so good. It's really true, especially like when she first arrived uh, in Australia in the white dress. That's I had a similar thought, which was, you know, there were certain angles I saw photos of where you could clearly note she was pregnant, but, you know, she's not. It's it's very like she can clearly adjust it based on what she's wearing. So that means that she consciously did kind of design what she was gonna wear to Eugenie's wedding. I think she's right on. I mean, she did not have to do that, but she was drawing the attention. I mean, aside from the fact that she was telling all the other top royals there about her pregnancy. Yeah. It does sort of feel like there's um like there's a some like PR problem going on or something because like you would think they wouldn't it was weird to me that it became such a story that we talked about a lot that everyone picked up that like she told all the royals at Eugenie's wedding because 
like the palace, I feel like she wouldn't want this narrative out there, but like they almost made it happen because they like told everyone that that's when she told, you know what I mean? Like, it just sort of feels like they like aren't managing this very well. Right. I heard from someone over the weekend who was at the reception Ooh. that Meghan and Harry weren't there. So that means they actually told them, like, in church, which is even more scandalous. I was kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. That it was at the reception. Yeah, that to me sounds like... There's something a little seemingly calculating. We don't know the actual truth, but about these reports... Wait, we should play the on-the-ground call we got uh, from a fan in Sydney. Oh, this is so good. Hi, Josh and Julie. This is Michelle calling from Sydney, Australia. Uh, you might be able to hear some wind and helicopters. I'm standing down at Circular Cape, which is where you'll find the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge. And Harry and Meghan are expected to arrive here within the next half an hour or so. Uh, they're coming from Trongazoo across the water. There's a bit of a crowd down here, but not too bad. I've just arrived, um, come down from my lunch hour from work, and there's probably about three people, the crowd's about three people deep from the fences. So you can still kind of see what's going on. I can still, like, slot myself in. Um, I had to come through a security tent to get to the Opera House, which is definitely not usually the case. I usually go for a run along here in the mornings, and I just cruise on through. Um, the lady in front of me going through security had her nail clippers confiscated, which I thought was hilarious because I love the idea that they're worried someone's going to clip the Duchess of Sussex. Um, but people down here are pretty excited. The vibe is amazing. Everyone's very excited that the weather has turned out okay. It's been raining here for about three weeks, and today is a clear blue spring day in Sydney, probably the first day I've been out without a jacket. Um, so that's pretty cool. And uh, we're very excited that Megan has announced her pregnancy while she's in Australia. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that the Governor-General, that's for clarity, that is the go-between between the Queen and the Prime Minister of Australia. He gave Megan Ugg boots this morning and I think a toy kangaroo for the baby. Um, I would love to know if he had those on hold just in case he was pregnant. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cute. When I was on exchange Scotland a few years ago, Scottish people were out and about on the streets wearing Ugg boots, which I was horrified to see in Australia, the home of the Ugg boots. Ugg boots are slippers. Um, but fortunately, I don't think we need to worry about the royal baby going out and about in his Ugg boots in public. Or hers. Sorry, shouldn't get ahead of myself. Um, but yeah, I just thought you might like an update on the scene down here. Lots of people, all different ages. All different kinds of people down here, and everyone's pretty excited. Um, uh, also, sorry, I thought I would say um, the Karen Gee dress that Megan's wearing, that's definitely not a super well-known designer here in Australia. Um, I've never heard of it before. I think it's a corporate designer, uh, mostly online. So it's nice to see that she's bringing a little attention to a less-known Australian designer. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure she'll look incredible. I'm looking forward to seeing her. All right, thanks, guys. Love the podcast. No bad energy. Bye. Incredible on the ground reporting. This is so good. The nail clippers getting confiscated. The I like the idea that she picked a, a not super well known designer. That's interesting. Right. This is the perspective we needed. Michelle's like the Christian Amanpour of in the limelight. Yeah, I want more kind of um keep calling in because I feel like she must I feel like she's on the beat with what's going on with these two. I know, you really have it. 
that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, really helps us find new listeners. And now you can reach out and leave us a voicemail at 347-790-0966. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Daniel Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy. We almost need to maybe sub in anti-bad vibes I at know. some point. I know. <laughs> <laughs>